Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Country Fried Otaku, where us Texas boys are talking anime and video games like we usually do. This week we actually are much more focused on video games when we cover the topic of Final Fantasy. Trey, how you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about Final Fantasy. It's It's been a while since I've played some, and I'm excited to actually get back into some as we talk about it. I'm, I've been excited for this episode ever since we played with the idea. Uh, how about you, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I, I'm equally excited this week about Final Fantasy, especially since it lets me talk about some of the more offshoot series games. Uh, you've talked about one before with Revenant Wings, and I have one that I'm really excited to talk about, which is Final Fantasy Explorers, but we'll hit that in the main subject line. As for our normal get up and go moment for our episodes uh let's talk about what we're playing lately and trey you are much more available to play games uh, than me lately i guess uh how's the streams going what you playing let me know so i started god of war the other day for my newest Ooh. game i quit the evil within because it's not quite what i wanted in a game i don't uh i don't quite know what the issue is but evil within is not striking with me so i quit it and I started God of War, and man, that's really cool. It's not quite the hack-and-slash game it used to be, but it's it's definitely something new, and it's nice. I like it. Yeah, they uh, they added in a bunch of uh, upgrades and skill trees and equipment. Very uh, kind of like open-world RPG-ish kind of stuff, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's just different. I don't know. Like it's a it's a good upgrade. And we were talking about it in the chat while we were playing it because of all the games to kind of I guess upgrade or update, you know, why God of War and I guess it's because it's the only one that didn't really have a kind of base character to give a lot more character to cuz it used to be just anger and rage, but now it's, you know, he kind of has this this kid to care after, so we're we're kind of getting to grow with him and see what it's all about and Kratos and Atreus or whatever his name I don't remember his name but it's <laughs> it's really cool I'm liking it so far I think I got like two three hours in and I've already fought one boss or, or one of the Norse gods and I don't even know who he was he was just some guy called the stranger but it was a really cool boss fight it still has that that overwhelming like man he he's not quite bigger than what I it's not like fighting the Hydra or anything from whichever game the Hydra was the first boss in but god it was it was still an immaculate fight and i loved it <laughs> yeah i've played through that that fight and it is cinematic as hell and it's intense i i struggled with it at first uh, getting used to the game and and they throw a boss at you pretty damn quick yeah i i didn't think it'd be that fast or quite presented in that way uh but apart from that i'm ready to get into it more um, after, apart from that, in my personal times, I've started playing Astral Chain to try to get through some of my Switch backlog, and that's something I'm really enjoying. Just another platinum game with some anime cop aesthetics and some demons, and that's really cool. I think I'm about one or two chapters in on that one, and then sold. Yeah, got anything <laughs> with platinum. I think this is the only platinum game I haven't played now, and uh, once I beat it, I am current on platinum games. So this is it. And this is one I'm actually going to try and beat it on the hardest difficulty from the get-go. I watched, uh, there's this guy on YouTube called The Completionist, and I watched him beat the Bayonetta series. And I didn't realize that if you don't beat it on the hardest difficulty, you don't even unlock the rest of the game. Because after you beat it on a hard difficulty, you unlock more bosses and more stuff to do. So you kind of cheat yourself out of the game if you don't push yourself. And I was like, man, oh, wow. let me not do this... You know, let, let me go ahead and get good at the game. Let me see what else there is for me. So I kind of want to go ahead and complete it and beat it. What else is there for me here in these cops and these demons? So I'm I'm ready for it. 
And yeah, that that game looked uh, pretty interesting just from the get-go for me because it's Platinum Games. It's got anime cops, giant robots, and you said there's demons. This is pretty much the same kind of stuff that always gets me. I mean, Pacific Rim got me with giant robots and giant monsters, so this is definitely another one of those things that I'm like, sold already. So I'm going to I'm gonna stop you there because Pacific Rim is a big turnoff for me, and I... I don't know why, because <laughs> Pacific Rim seems like it should be right up my alley, but I hate Pacific Rim so much, and I don't understand why, but I, I'm just not a fan of Guillermo del Toro and his stuff. Oh, you just hate fun. I, whoa, 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 not not fun. Just, I don't know. Just I, I could not get into Pacific Rim. But anyway, uh, that's a different, different rant. And uh, Pokemon Crystal, I've started a playthrough on that during my lunch breaks at work. I... Uh, I got a Totodial, and I'm going to beat it with just a Totodial for the entire game, getting all 16 badges, and I think I'm going to be a god killer and just defeat all the legendaries with just my Totodial, I think. I haven't quite decided yet, because I, I think I can just go ahead and complete the Pokedex, too, in Crystal. So I kind of have to do some Sheesh. research on that. But that's what I'm playing right now, Steven. What are, uh, what are you up to in the game world? Well, things are pretty minor. I'm slowly settling into the new place and getting some time to play some games. I uh, put I put a little more time into Final Fantasy XIV, which I haven't played for a while. There's a new patch out. I'm not to it, of course, but that's just cool information to know. Uh, but I'm working my way through the second expansion, and I've cut in some time. I, I like to craft on the game, so it's kind of this fun little calming thing for me to do in the way that like Stardew Valley and uh, Rune Factory really just... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe you and your hatred. Anyways, I I played a little bit of that, and then I'm I'm still working my way through Pokemon ever so slowly, not locking myself to one Pokemon like you were three in your case, because um, you did three on Sword and Shield, didn't you? Yeah, but that's that's a natural thing. I can't not do that. I have to play yeah. with three Pokemon. And someone commented yeah, yeah. on my post, and they're like, why the hell can't you play the game like you're supposed to? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I don't know. I can't play with the full team of six. That's too many. And then I'm just doing this crystal run just to challenge myself with Totodile, but I don't know. So, wait, who do you have on your team in, in Sword? Or do you have Shield? Oh, I have Sword. I ha I'm part of the Grookey gang. Yo, I, got, so, I yeah. got Rillaboom right now, and uh, I also have Corviknight just because I love the idea of a giant like mechanical bird. Yeah, and then I also have uh, Toxtricity, Toxtricity, yeah. the poison electric type, and he's cool. Uh, those are the ones I, I mainly stick to, I, and then I rotate out a lot of different stuff uh, depending on what I need, just because I'm big on strategy. So I love being in the gym battles, and they're like, oh, I, I see you've seen through my weakness, but that's not going to defeat me easily. And I'm like, actually, I am. One hit. Yeah. One hit. One hit. I, I will acknowledge that Sword and Shield, if you are a veteran Pokemon player and know how to use types effectively, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Like, I'd actually be kind of intrigued if Pokemon instituted some kind of difficulty uh slider maybe the difficulty comes in you know the battle tower at the end and stuff like that but uh or maybe it's just in the idea that you can't catch things very easy but as far as the actual main storyline and and uh scripted battles i think they're pretty simple it's just a matter of putting in the time yeah no i beat the the whole story and got all the gym badges in like i think 20 something hours 
I don't think it took me very long at all. And that was with getting my team up and leveled. Uh, I mean, all I had was, you know, three Pokemon, but it didn't take me very long. And I was with completing... Well, la da Yeah. Yeah, it, whatever. <laughs> and then, actually, I think I even got to maining one Pokemon at one point as well. Cause you do a, have a problem. I do. I do. <laughs> but there was one I fell in love with. He's a Noivern. And I thought he was new in this game, but I skipped Pokemon X and Y. And he's a Pokemon from that series. He's like this dragon bat. And I, uh, what? Oh God, I don't remember his base form. But I saw him and I was like, Oh, you're fucking adorable. You're you're coming with me, big fella. And then I found. Yeah, out didn't you post that as your favorite Pokemon for X and Y, even though you never played it? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I had to put that as like a clause because I found out he was in there, and uh, I found out he evolved at like fifty something. So he had to be like a little weak bat up until that point. But that's because he's worth it whenever he evolves. And then later on, I, I could found out I could catch one just in the wild because you can do that in Sword and Shield. This isn't a Pokemon episode. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> uh, the only other game I've played recently is I picked up a copy of uh, Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection, Ooh. which, yeah, it took me a little bit of work to find a physical copy on PS4, but I did find it uh, here at Best Buy. It was the only copy, so they had to search for like a good while to find it. But I got it. It's like 30 bucks, but it includes Mega Man Zero 1, 2, 3, and 4, plus the Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent games. So you get six games on this one disc. And uh, they were they were originally on the Game Boy Advance and DS, respectively. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just a, a really cool take on Mega Man. I think they're a little more approachable than some of the old classic stuff. And I love the art style in them. Because you're doing basically a version of Zero that's in the future. And there's swords and you have like a, a gun. So you, and you get the different powers as you go through. But the story is really fun. Basically, you know, you're in the future and apparently Mega Man X is evil or something like that. And uh, I'm, I forgot because I haven't played it in so long. And I actually never played any of the ZX series, so I'm interested in that. But for 30 bucks and six games that are going to last me quite a while, especially when I really feel a platforming action kind of vibe, it's going to be worth it. I'm already a decent way into number one, and I can't wait to finish out the whole series. Yeah, no, that, that definitely seems worth it. I, I keep seeing it pop up in my PlayStation store, and I, I keep debating it, but I'm so traumatized by failing Mega Man <laughs> so many times before that I, I think I'll just stay away for now. But maybe, maybe I'll, I'll uh, at some point. Maybe I'll stream some of it so you can see how the game actually goes, but that doesn't mean you'll be good at it because I've seen you stream. and That's a, uh, man, this is a, this is a pretty pretty low blow. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's just platformers that I'm, I'm so bad at. I can't ever get my timing right. That's not, I'm just bad. But anyway, so. it's pretty funny when Peyton just you can I can just imagine him throwing things across the room whenever he's trying to give you advice on your streams. He's like, "Go, go, go over there." No, not the oh, son of a bitch. Because he's already he's beaten some of the games I've already played, and he already knows what I got to do. But I'm so difficult. I'm I'm a difficult streamer. Well, you did say you're just like a you know straightforward plow through everything kind of player and you were not lying you are 100 percent stubborn to yeah, a t absolutely. but it's fun i am a bull and i am getting through with this with this wall with my head i'm not working around all right so what kind of anime are you watching lately buddy i i finally did it and i started neon genesis evangelion and oh boy i was so excited but oh my god i i it's his screams Whenever the main kid screams, I get goosebumps. 
because it is so chilling. It is like someone is truly in pain and they are going through some heavy shit and I I have to turn it down because it's just I'm scared someone's going to hear it outside and think someone's being murdered. <laughs> I don't want someone to call the cops. But man, I'm loving it. It's it seems like such an interesting world and when the when the Evangelion goes berserk and just God, it's Ooh, so berserk cool. mode. Yeah, yeah it's like pretty wild. Eight, I think seven, eight episodes in, and I'm, I'm absorbed. I wanted to try to find the mangas for it first, but I keep finding like onesie twosies, and I was like, man, yeah. I'll just go ahead and watch it. I'll, I'll do it. Just be aware the manga storyline is different from the original TV run. Oh, there's elements that are similar, but it's, it's different. Okay, so I'll just. I guess I'll take that with a grain of salt and just watch this and maybe get to the other one and keep that in mind. But Yeah, enjoy them independently and then yeah. kind of take your, your impressions from there, I'd say. Uh, I like the manga and I like the anime both, but they do have differences and, and that's uh, they're both good. So I, I don't really know what to say past that. Are you watching anything else? No, that's it. I, I'm <laughs> kind of getting this hankering and I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm on such a, a damn Pokemon streak and I don't know, I don't know what happened. It just... It just happened, but I just want to watch Pokemon movies. They got the new Pokemon Coco movie coming out, so I want to watch all the Pokemon movies on Netflix and all the all the ones on Hulu. So I'm probably just gonna go through those too. But no, I'm not watching any other animes. Yeah, I'm pretty light on stuff. Oh, go ahead. I'm a little light on watching anime lately. I restarted only one series recently, and that is Ranma One Half. Which, if you've never heard of Ranma One Half, I'm a little surprised. But it's a older anime about this martial artist boy who's traveling China with his dad and he falls into a uh, cursed spring of drowned girl and so whenever he gets hit with uh, cold water he turns into a girl and yeah so he gets he gets promised to marry this one of the girls of his best friend's family so they move in with them and then hijinks ensue and it's really a base description of the series because it's pretty much martial arts battles and comedy because they encounter other cursed people and really ridiculous characters are introduced and they do things like competitions that always have something to do with martial arts like yeah. martial arts ramen delivery and martial arts figure skating and it's just a silly irreverent series and it's one of my favorites it's one of the first ones i ever experienced outside of dragon ball z sailor moon and stuff like that i went to a local comic shop and picked up a vhs of it and yeah here i am showing my age again but it just blew my mind (laughs) see that's never gonna get old is it (laughs) no I i had vhs's i'm just kidding okay no i know this i know i've heard of ram ranma one half but I just could not picture the main character, but I've looked it up now, and I, I recognize it. I did not know that was the premise, that he gets turned into a girl whenever... Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, it's it's got other characters, too, that have the same types of curses, just different things. So he turns into a girl when he's hit with cold water. His dad turns into a panda. There's a character that turns into a duck. Uh, that's what you I know, all doing. kinds of stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really funny, and it's definitely very irreverent and it doesn't take itself too seriously if you're looking for drama this is not the place yeah no i I prefer more the goofy animes anyway but i know when i want to get into a serious anime like i can look it up and it's like no i I need something to to bring me 
bring me to to emotional tears or something. I, I know mm-hmm. I need something gut wrenching. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much everything I'm watching right now. It's a long series, so I have plenty of episodes to fill in until I get back to watching on the regular some of the more current series. We're, from there, I think we should get before we run out of time get into some of the news. So what do you got for news for me this week, Trey? So I'm gonna spit this off rapid fire because Final Fantasy is gonna take a lot. So. I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and get into this. So Silent Hill speculation, there was Silent Hill, or I think it was confirmed actually, not even speculation. A Silent Hills revival project was started for the Silent Hills game, um, and then a Silent Hills separate pro or Silent Hill separate project, according to Rely on Horror. Uh, so two separate games should be coming, I think, alongside the PS5 is pretty much what that boiled down to. Spawn released in Mortal Kombat 11. Yay! I, whatever. Uh, Demon Slayer is getting a PS4 game. That's still an anime I need to get into, but I'm kind of worried about all these animes getting PS4 games, especially if they're all Bandai Namco related, because essentially they're all copy-paste games. But I'm mm-hmm. going to look into it more. But it's just, I don't know, that's that's not quality. That's just quality. Yeah. And yeah, because let's let's go ahead and do a quick fire here. You got uh, My Hero One Justice Two coming out. You have One Punch Man. Yeah, you're gonna have Demon Slayer. Uh, I think uh, you know they've already released things like uh, Bl- uh, Black Clover. There's a ton of these Bandai Namco created anime based games. Yeah, and I, I don't like. I, I'm happy for fan bases that get to experience their world a little bit more, but I think they should be prompted to experience it in a better way, and maybe not let Bandai Namco just you know shit all over it with just a cheap game. I don't know, but whatever. And then Prince of Persia got a crossover for For Honor, and uh, I don't know. I mean, that's cool, but you know, a new Prince of Persia game would be really a lot better because that's one of my favorite series of all time. I mean, I, I talk about how bad I am at platforming, but that. That's a series I thrive at. That's 3D platforming, baby, and that's different. That's different than 2D. Uh, mm-hmm. On there was Lego Super Mario's released. That yes, really I saw cool. that. Um, and after that, 2K was coming back to take on some of the football games uh, and to be a competitor for Madden. I think is what it is. Yeah. I'm not really big on the sports, but I know that's a big deal for some of those sports players. So hopefully it'll kind of give them some options and not just you know one big juggernaut for sports games they can kind of have a little bit more options when it comes to you know something to choose from but that's all i have for news and yeah that's i think i'm gonna go the same style you are and go a little quick fire here uh i'm gonna announce a couple things that have really kind of come out uh for instance pokemon mystery dungeon rescue team dx for yes. the switch came out yes. yeah i know you're pumped i'm Woo! still i'm still trying to gather up the money for it um they also released neo 2 so that's out and about for you Dark Souls, Bloodborne kind of fans. You like that punishing game? Well, here's your Japanese-flavored one. And then the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo came out, which was kind of came out of left field for me, and I'm surprised how much I really enjoyed it. Are you still holding off on that? But yes, I'm still holding out for the entire Final Fantasy VII thing. I don't want anything tainted for me, or anything more than they already have. Because I've watched movies, or no, I say movies, I've watched little tidbits about, you know, big moments in games, and I've had some segments spoiled, but I don't want anything more than that's already been done. I, I kind of want to experience the entire thing. So I don't want to go into this and have anything else ruined, or you know anything like that so i'm just gonna experience the whole thing in its entirety i don't want any teasers i'll be okay that's a fair approach that's a really fair approach i I think that for you someone that's never played final fantasy 7 waiting is probably the best idea you get to experience the story all in one fell swoop you get to experience this new battle system and everything i 
I was really impressed as a fan of Final Fantasy VII. The changes they made has really made it feel like a brand new game, and i really pumped for the 10th of April now. As for some other releases, we have things like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which plays, uh, it's another Arc System uh, Versus game, so it plays a lot like Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but it, it's got a certain Grand Blue Fantasy tent. Uh, and then, of course, the, po- uh, the Pokemon... The Mega Man Zero ZX collection came out, which I already talked about. Uh, other news we have is Last of Us, The Last of Us, got a TV show with HBO, which I couldn't be happier about because it's definitely the kind of atmosphere that they're well known for and really doing a good job with. So if if we're going to take a story like The Last of Us and its bleakness and kind of dark tone, HBO is definitely the ones I feel confident can do it justice. Yeah, I'm just worried about if they redo the entire thing or if they just do it based in the universe. Because you know how toxic the, the gaming community can be and it's yeah. this isn't how it's supposed to be or this isn't, this isn't Joel or you know what they end up doing anyway. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, You can't means, please everybody all the time. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And I mean, I, I'd be cool to watch it, but you know, Godspeed to them. Hope it's good. And in other news, everything has been canceled. E3's canceled. Bit Summit's been canceled. Yeah, man. There's uh, Overwatch League. March and April events have been canceled. Oh, I didn't know about the Overwatch Leagues. I mean, it makes sense. You know, everything. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Uh, I think GDC has been canceled. Uh, But this hasn't stopped gaming from still enjoying a lot of different stuff via the internet. Uh, A a fun little headline I found was... uh, Daigo the Beast from the fighting game community recently won an Uno tournament online. And uh, there's there's a little short story about it on Kotaku that I saw. And I was like, this is just a fun thing. And apparently they have the video of it. And you should check it out if you get the chance. It's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, in other news, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn has been released on PC. Uh, we what? also got... Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn has uh, been released on PC. Or it is about to be released, one or the other. I, I need to get the actual information for that. But it's, uh, yeah, there's some Sony games are coming to PC in the future. They're just probably not going to get released at the same time as the PS, the PlayStation versions. That's, uh, uh how does a PlayStation exclusive, exclusive <laughs> come to <a> PC? <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, it's been years now. But, uh, but the word exclusive, <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the operative term here. Exclusive I mean, is temporary in our current market. I guess you're right, because... I guess Super Mario Odyssey is coming to PC for the new Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo exclusive next. I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the world is our oyster in the case of these PC ports. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Uh, so Nintendo PlayStation, a rare piece of hardware, was sold on online for three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Oh, it was. Yes. So wow. apparently this apparently this person bought the prototype nintendo playstation at a garage sale and then took it home and promptly put it in their attic and left it there for years God. and then just the apparently a family member that was younger discovered it and they you know decided to sell this bad boy and i think somebody i think uh one of the websites i read reported that the uh the owner of pets.com uh i think that website's now defunct but they sold to like amazon i think and made a butt ton of money like he apparently bought it and is gonna have a he, he collects gaming memorabilia and is gonna build a museum or something so he's gonna have kind of one of those unique things but still three hundred sixty thousand dollars for a piece of hardware that doesn't really play anything and it's just history yeah that that's all it is i mean you might you might as well just put that in a museum if it's not there already because i mean there, there's nothing that came out for it right i don't 
I remember no, seeing no, stuff it's... about this, but I don't think there's anything for it. Like, you, you don't get anything from this. And anything that's there, it, it would have disc rot or, or cartridge rot. Like, you're not going to get shit from this. You're just going to get bragging rights. That's it. Pretty much. Okay. It's like owning stadium stadium events on NES or whatever that version of the game was that sold for like $64,000. Whatever. I get, whatever. <laughs> they got money to do it, you know. Hey, I, I, it's one of those things. It's like when you have that much wealth, I guess you got to figure out something to spend it on. Yeah. Um, as for me, I'm I'm never buying anything like that. <laughs> no, no need. Uh, uh, but the last little tidbit is actually just fun for me, is we were just talking about Demon Slayer. Well, apparently the Demon Slayer manga in Japan took over the top 10 in Japan for a full month. I'm kind of not surprised. Demon Slayer was really hot. Like, yeah. for a good bit, maybe over the whole winter season? I don't know. It's It's been really popular for a while. Yeah, it was in the Oricon top 10 comics chart. Uh-huh. For the entire month of February. And then I was reading some other fun details about this series, which is the author must be feeling pretty good right now. Is between CDs, Blu-rays, uh, like posters, manga, novels, they they made like eight point eight two million dollars off of this thing in like the last week alone. It's the highest selling uh, series for the publisher. Only behind one piece at the moment. Kind of wild, huh? Yeah. Kind of takes care of the news from this point on. And I think we're at our favorite part of this episode, which is when we get to talk about Final Fantasy. So get ready for another two hours of craziness. I feel like this is actually going to be a pretty long episode once we start getting (laughs) into the Final Fantasy stuff. All right. So why don't you start us out? You seem to gather up some basic information about the Final Fantasy series, and I'm curious to see what your take on it is, because you seem to not have as much of a a, uh, history with it as I do. No, I've only gone through maybe, I think, three or four of the Final Fantasies, and that's not even in its entirety. I think I've gone through more of the side games than I have the main game. Uh, I can kind of take us through some of the main games at first. So here on Final Fantasy 1... Uh, I actually played this one on mobile. I, I got this while I was in college. Uh, wow. But, yeah, I, I, I think I was on the bus a lot, and I don't even think I had a DS at the time. But I was like, man, I need something to do on these bus rides. So I just downloaded Final Fantasy from the App Store, and I, I played through it on the bus. And it was really cool, uh, just on the cumulative bus rides. Uh, so Final Fantasy One follows four youths called the Light Warriors who carry one of the world's four elemental orbs which have been darkened by the four elemental fiends. Together they quest to defeat these evil forces and restore light to the orbs and save their world. Did you play Final Fantasy One? Yes, as a matter of fact, I turned around to look at my box of NES uh, cartridges and there it is. You have it on a cartridge? Yes, I have the original NES cartridge and the hardware to play it on. God damn. <laughs> so there's a point in the game where you... Or hopefully I'm not mixing games. I hope I'm not. But there's a point where you have to go to find this elfin kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And you find this guy who's like, oh, I need help. And you talk to him, and it turns out he's like one of the bad guys. He's Galba. I was going to say Galbatorix, but that's from El- Aragon. Uh, so he he's actually the main bad guy for the whole game. He, re- he reveals himself, and you actually gave him the power to become the bad guy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I've, yeah, I've, I haven't played it in so long, man. I couldn't tell you the finer points of the story, so uh, it might be something I had to revisit. It was a cla- like it was a classic twist of like, ha, I tricked you, heroes. And like I felt like such an idiot. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. 
How could, oh, this, man. how could this man have got me? He was, he was in a decrepit castle. And, like, he was clearly a bad guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I'll go get this for you. And so he, he got me. But That's was, what you get for being lazy. Yeah, yeah. But he, it, was, it was really fun. Like, it felt classic. Like, just go get the four elements, you heroes of light, and defeat the main bad guy. And it became this cosmic battle at the end against the the main villain and it was really cool there's even like a side boss you have to like grind against on a bridge to find and defeat if you can you know get your percentage right to fight him but final fantasy one's really cool it it's not final fantasy 2 uh, uh well i mean the thing about final fantasy uh i wanted to say is you know that sort of thing is kind of where they've really made themselves stick out they have fun story beats like that unexpected ones i mean this this company was going to go under without the success of this game, and thankfully they they really managed to turn out a great product. And those fun twists are all throughout the entire mainline series. You know, there are times that you go, okay, I did not see that coming. Uh, you know, they do that in every entry. Yeah, no, there, there's always some, or there should be a little twist in all of them. I, I don't really, I haven't gone through all of them, so... I can't speak to them all. Final Fantasy 2 centers on four youths whose parents were killed during an army invasion by the Empire of Palamecia, who were using Hellspawn to conquer the world. Ooh. Despite being a sequel to Final Fantasy 1, there are no characters' locations from the first game. I've started this one like three times, and I can't finish it. I do not like how it plays out. I uh, I just don't enjoy Final Fantasy 2. Have you, uh, you gone through this one? This is the only Final Fantasy I think I have never played. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. I've never played this one in Final Fantasy 3, so anything you talk about on these two entries is new to me. I own Final Fantasy 3 on the DS and have yet to play it, and I probably need to rectify that. Like, the more we talk about, like, we're definitely into the really early stuff. We're going to hit my stride here shortly around Final Fantasy 4, but I really want to go back and try some of the earlier stuff. Um, so we'll go ahead and skip this one. They introduced some new mechanics in this one about how you grind your characters up and level them up, and I really didn't mm-hmm. like it. Uh, Final Fantasy III focuses around four orphans around the remote village of Ur, or Ur, while in the remakes, players only begin as... L- ah. Each starts off as an onion knight in the original game. Ah, that didn't tell me shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, this one got remade for the three, four, and I think another one, five maybe, got remade for the DS with some chibi-style characters. Yes. So those are cool, so there's a little bit more accessible, or, I mean, at least visually appealing to look at, too, if you don't like the the bit style and you said you have three or you've you haven't played through three i haven't played through three i own the three remake on ds the one that has the kind of chibi style graphics yeah uh and i just have not played it but i mean we won't even get into how many games i have on my shelf that i haven't played yet that incredible backlog um Mm -hmm. so final fantasy 4 is the fourth main installment no shit the game's story uh, <laughs> follows Cecil, a dark knight, as he tries to prevent the sorcerer Golbez from seizing powerful crystals and destroying the world. That sounds kind of cool. I've heard a lot of good about Final Fantasy IV, and it has like it has a sequel game, doesn't it, or some sequel spinoff? Yeah, they made a like an after years sort of thing later in the life of uh, of gaming, and you know some people really liked it. Some people were like, man, could lose it and not really be affected. I mean, because. You know, the big thing about Final Fantasy was it never really had sequels until, like, Final Fantasy X. I think that was the first time they really started to mess with some of that. Yeah. But I, this is this is one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, six is my superior choice, as you saw in our top five list. But this is one of the first ones I ever played. 
I had a friend that owned a Super Nintendo before me, and he owned this one and uh, Mystic Quest, which was a, a whole other story in terms of spinoffs. But Final Fantasy IV really gets into character-driven storylines. It's, you know, you have set characters who have a set class and functions, and you can't change them. Like in the previous ones, you could kind of change up your stats and your roles and, and things like that. But when you play Cecil is a Dark Knight, you only have Dark Knight functionality. And, you know, you have Tella the Mage and you have, uh, I think it's Rydia the, the Summoner and, and Rosa the Healer. There's They're just really set characters. So you get to really explore them. And it, it does have a lot more overarching character-driven storylines. You know, there's, you know, heel turns and, and uh, you know, demons and su- surprise changing of alliances and all throughout the story. And it gets really wild out there w- without spoiling the game. E- what you think it is in the beginning is not how it ends at all. And Ooh. this is where, this is where uh, Sakaguchi really just goes all in. These, these games get great from here, in my opinion. Yeah, I've always heard about this one, and while I was looking on the App Store to get the Final Fantasy games, I saw like all the Final Fantasy four extra stuff, and I was like, ah, one day, I'll get to you. But yeah, stick to the main game. Start start the main game, play the main game, and then you can think about doing the extra stuff if you want to. I've never played it. Uh, my friend Brandon has, and uh, he he said it was really hit or miss. He's he's very open minded to anything Final Fantasy Four because it's his favorite entry. Seriously, he talked to me about it for a good long while last time we hung out, and uh, there are things about that game I didn't even know that he knows. So yeah, if you want to pick someone's brain, we we should definitely pick that guy's brain. Okay, we'll go on to Final Fantasy Five. Let's see, it says it's the fifth. That's crazy. The these yeah. crystals act as a seal on X Death's X Death, an evil sorcerer. Bart's and his party must keep. Now that's weird. Okay, so they, I mixed it up. Bart's and his party must keep the crystals from being exploited by X Death's influence and prevent his in- resurgence. Okay, now yeah, I guess that's it. So a big recurring theme in Final Fantasy is crystals. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's I haven't played Final Fantasy Five either. So I, I don't Cry- have much crystals is pretty much it's bread and butter and. If you haven't played five, you're missing out. This is a this is actually a great one, and it had one of the best localization kind of moments. Is I think in the original Final Fantasy V translation, his name was uh, translated as Butts. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> My man Butts here says he's saving the world. But you know he's got a he's got like a. a a pet chocobo and this game has the, uh, the job system in it like do you know anything about the job system yeah yeah i'm familiar with jobs yeah so this is like one of the ones where it was really possible to mix up different abilities from different jobs and really kind of uh you know make your your play style your own there was a lot of there was a, quite a bit of customization for a super nintendo final fantasy at the, uh, up until this point that they really didn't have so i think it's interesting they managed to have that character driven storyline especially with an evil sorcerer named x death i mean on the nose but you could yeah. also change your job and mix and match your abilities and that's something you see more of maybe not necessarily in the job system but in some other systems that are developed throughout the games that allow you a lot of flexibility. I mean, that kind of customization and character development together really makes for compelling games, and you can see that in the popularity from, you know, 4 on to all the future ones until probably, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think of the first one I played with Jobs, but I don't... Mm. Was it Tactics? No. Oh, no. Actually, I remember my first one. It was 10, but it didn't have Jobs. One doesn't have Jobs. Maybe I didn't actually play one with Jobs. 
But if Dragon Quest had jobs, then I think I may apply. Dragon Quest does have jobs. Dragon Quest Three has jobs that you can assign to your your people, but I don't know if that actually has any correlation with how Final Fantasy has jobs. So None. maybe I'm actually mixing them. Yeah, maybe because uh, the job system is more of a Final Fantasy thing. It's Square Enix now, but back then Square Soft was Final Fantasy and Enix was Dragon Quest. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Okay, so maybe I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I've actually never played games. You caught? I'm a phony. Well, I'll tell you what, we're about to talk about one of my favorite games ever, so I'll go ahead and get us into Final Fantasy VI. It actually says Final Fantasy VI is a skid mark on the underpants of society, so I think we're going to go ahead and skip this one. Well, guys, I quit the podcast. (laughs) No more podcast. This heathen needs to be dealt with. Somebody else do it for me. (laughs) No, I'll let you... I know it's your favorite, so I'll let so, you take it. I can't believe you, you monster. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VI is truly my favorite game, but this is also something that was unique. Is I think it's really the first time that you start seeing some of the, the technology blend with some of the fantasy, because you have basically steampunk cities, and magic is used in technological ways. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. I mean, as you know, a teenager, having mechs, and magic and all of that in one game was awesome. So you start out the game with this as this girl who's in a mech uh, being, you know, sent off with some soldiers to take care of this town. And while you're doing this, it seems like you're the bad guy, kind of. But then you find out that she's kind of a little mind controlled and ends up amnesiac. And so you end up wandering around as this character meeting other people and finding out what kind of things are going on in the world. There's an evil empire, you know, with an evil general that's very famous uh, named Kefka. And so you actually go throughout this, exploring the different towns, meeting new people, seeing some of their plights, getting involved with the empire. And, you know, of course, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen with different zones. Like, it feels like every part of this game is unique. And every character has their own unique skill because there's no jobs. It's just... You are set just like Final Fantasy IV with what you have. And that's, you know, where you think it ends. But then you get a different system in this one where you can learn magic by holding on to these specific items. And so you can actually end up with a whole... You can have a character level up enough to basically know all of the spells in the game. And it's just... It's great because there's a good mix of technology and magic and and just really compelling moments. You get an airship. You get to perform an opera. There's some RTS style, you know, different troop management things that happen in the storyline. Uh, there's branching storylines, so people are off doing their own thing uh, while others are doing theirs. So there's some really unique mechanics that really just made this game stand out. I played it for probably 16 hours straight when I was a kid when I rented it because I was like, I had to take it back in, you know, two nights. And oh, I was like, yeah. I have to get as far as humanly possible. This is how engrossing this game was. And I love to boot it up every uh, couple years because it still gets me. I'll get to it at some point. It's on the SNES Classic. Do it. It's on my list, too. It's on my SNES list. I just, I got to get to it at some point. I got to get to my current backlog, and then the SNES is next, and then the I'm probably never getting to my my NES backlog. 
but the SNES is there. I'm getting to you already. Your Switch is already full of like multiple like hundred hour long form RPGs. I'll be impressed if you get to the SNES. And I'm about to add Persona Five Royal to it. I just I can't. I can't. It's rough. It's it's rough out here. (laughs) All right. So so I actually wanted to ask about the magic system. When you're asking about holding on to everything and it adds all the magic, is that kind of like the precursor for this materia shit that comes up later? One hundred percent. Okay. All right. One hundred percent. I don't really know about that because I didn't play seven and eight and i know that's kind of where that comes into play and i i it kind of sounded like that's what it was but yeah this is the first indication of a system like that it's called magicite and you could uh, carry one piece of magicite with a character and as they you know completed battles and earned because uh, you earned a new set of points once you equipped a magicite called a mm-hmm. uh, uh, i think it's called like i think it's actually called like mp or something like that they had different or maybe it's SP. Well, whatever it was, every time you went to battle, you got a certain amount. So you'd want to fight fight enemies that had high yields of this this points. So you could basically push through because once you reach a certain amount of those points while carrying the specific magicite, you learn that spell permanently. And you know, so you could learn multiple spells from one piece of magicite and then switch it out, and then you could use another piece of magicite to learn other spells by doing this. So it definitely added a lot of functionality. Now in Final Fantasy VII, which we'll get to shortly, I'll talk about its comparison to the Materia system uh, then. So why don't you tell me about what you learned about Final Fantasy VII before I throw my my two cents in? I it's spoilers. Like that's the only thing I know. Like I know like two, or do I even know two? I know one main spoiler point about a death, and that's it. Because I think I was watching like whatever top ten anime deaths, and mm-hmm. it, it showed a death from Final Fantasy VII that's pretty big. And I was really pissed about finding it. So I was like, man. They- it's hard to avoid. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. And they didn't even give any, like, warning about, like, hey, to avoid spoilers for this. And they were like, or I mean, you know, to be fair, the game's like 30 years old. So I should have should have known better. But so I don't know. I, I really <laughs> don't know. It's not anything. 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 30 years old i'm not that old yet the game what the game's 20 years old it's probably more like 20 that sounds about right okay i'll roll with it's that still making me feel bad <laughs> um but that's that's really i know there's a death and i know the story which i can i can go into unless you want to take this one yeah i'll, I'll take the reins on this one okay. um because the game that follows this i hate um Ooh. this one this one is uh is about cloud strife a mercenary who teams up with a group of eco-terrorists to take on a major corporation uh, that's slowly killing their planet. Now, it's much more complicated than that, but without spoiling anything, uh, you end up going on adventures and facing off against this evil corporation and exploring the world and finding out a lot more about it and trying to save it. Uh, and that's really the basics of it, but there is a lot of really cool uh, steampunk technology type stuff going on. And there's definitely some commentary on... Uh, you know, large conglomerates and the power they wield and how they can manipulate, you know, the masses for different purposes. But then you get the your traditional, uh, you know, fantasy uh, things going on, you know, evil, you know, demons or extra dimensional creatures and, of course, good old fashioned dragons. But there's a motorcycle chase scene and it changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> also there is a there is a there's a section in the game called the gold saucer which uh 
just had a ton of different mini games so it worked out kind of like a casino amusement park sort of thing and there was like a submarine battle game you could redo the motorcycle chase uh you could play basketball like a little just shoot the hoops over and over different things like that this definitely led into some more complex mini games and the existence of mini games in these in this series as time went on but uh, yeah, this this game has a lot to love, and it's also one of the first ones that had some really memorable, at least to me, uh, extra bosses that were super hard, and I loved that. I, I mean, if you say, <laughs> I you better. All I gotta say is you better pick this game up, even the remake version. I will. All right? I will. I'm just nervous and about it being like you you buy it and you have to buy chapter two, and then you have to buy chapter three. It's all gonna be. $60 chapters that I have to buy. And I have to spend $180 to play this game. And that's what I'm nervous N- about. Okay. You can't say that. Because you can pick up the original game for next to nothing right now and play the whole thing. And you're just not. Yeah. It's like yeah, maybe right. 10 or $20. Uh, I think I saw it was like 7 <laughs> Really? Yeah. I like, think, I think you can pick up the PC version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just refusing. Oh, you're just on. being a pain in the ass. Yeah, I I am. I'm making this much more difficult, (laughs) but I really just don't want to play a game that looks like that. But I got other games that I'd rather do instead. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're like, oh, I just don't want to play this game that looks like that. Except I'm gonna go back to the Super Nintendo and play all these other games that look. I'll play other pixel games, but it's not a pixel game. It's just. it's a the polygons? polygonal shit-looking game, and I can't do it. So you must have had a hard time in general with the PS1. I never played PS1 games. Like, I played Tony Hawk, and that was it. Oh, but wow. I, I never played PS1 games. That's it. I want. There, I know there's games I'm missing out on. Like, yeah. there's a ton of JRPGs I want to play, like Vagrant Story and Legends of Dragoon and other stuff. But just, how the hell is Final Fantasy VII the ugliest one of them all? <laughs> like, this <laughs> Like, that's the only one that's like, ugh. <laughs> like, like, you're going down a line of food, and you look at all the plates, and, like, one of the sandwiches is all fucked up, and it's like, ah, oh, God, what, what happened to you? And, I mean, I'm sure it's a good sandwich, but it's like, ugh. I'm not, I'm not picking this one. Oh, good Lord. It makes, me, it makes me just want to play. make you come over here and play the game in front of you. Like, just look at it. Look at it. It's not, it's not going to be, like, indivisible. You're, you're thinking it's going to be different. <laughs> but uh, we'll go on to eight. So you said you don't like eight. I hate eight. Wow. I hate eight in every way. I've been really curious about eight too, like because eight doesn't look like shit. <laughs> um, so eight, eight fails okay. everywhere else. It Whoa. fails everywhere else, in my opinion. It does look pretty good, and I will especially say that in some of the Guardian Force uh, animations. But it did some mechanic stuff that I really hated. Like there are points where you have to reassign your abilities on your your bar. Like you manually have to do it. And so if you're just like me and you just want to play a game and you're going through and they switch because you switch between different characters at different points in time. And whenever you're with those characters, you have to set up your menu. Uh, This all has to do with the ability system and everything like that. But there were times where you could literally go into a boss battle or a battle and not have anything but attack attack an item. And that's just because you forgot to assign it. Now, I may have been just a horribly inept teenager or, you know, distracted. I don't know. But I also didn't like the character of, uh, what is his name, Leon or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Le- I, uh, Squall Leon Hart. Uh, Squall, thank you. Uh, I just name. didn't really like the characters. They they didn't really speak to me. I, you know, Squall was a jerk. Renoa was devoted to a level that was kind of scary. She reminds me of the typical Yandere portrayals and some more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the rest of the characters are pretty inconsequential to me. Like... The, 
if you can't get like catch me in the first like few hours of this game and make me like your characters then that's a whole thing that i have a problem with i'm like i'm not going to care the rest of the time and then you throw in the fact that it had a collectible card game in it which was fine that's that's cool fun little side event but apparently there's a point in the story where you have to you have to do something with that card game and win and if you sucked at it you were stuck oh that sucks yeah so i had a lot of like hurdles and i had some friends that ran into some hurdles that they told me about because i i gave up on the game Mm -hmm. and i was like that just doesn't encourage me to play it more maybe i'll maybe i'll take some time now that i'm an adult and not a distractible teenager uh and give it another go see if anything else jumps out at me and then i'll have to get on this podcast and be like well let me just go ahead and eat my crow but at the moment i still feel exactly the same way it's like it's not a fun game it was boring Uh, like i feel like you talking about most things that you play yeah oh wow (laughs) i I am that negative i do say that about a lot of games though but to be fair i have a lot of shit shovelware like it, I, I have a lot of stuff to to go through and clean out. Like I don't have a lot of quality games that were in my physical collection because mm-hmm. I, I I just didn't. So I I had to purge a lot. And it's like, oh, this was a shit game. This was a shit game. Ah, here we go, Indivisible, well, the well, quality game. And it's yeah. So I, I had to I had to go through a lot to get to the good ones. And I, I've seen your uh, I've seen your Switch like uh, library, and you definitely have quite a bit of games that clearly it was like I'm gonna give it a try, but you know nothing about it. Yeah, no, my the Switch JRPG ones there. There's something else. I'm I'm weary about starting a lot of those. I have Xenoblade Chronicles too. I've had that mug for God a year now, a year and a half, and I've been meaning to start it, but I'm so scared because I know it's gonna be a big one and a long game. You should be. Yeah, and it's like I, I really wanna. I was interested in Xenoblade the original. God. I, mm-hmm. Anyway, Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> These damn tangents we keep going on. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I, I encourage it. This plot... Or have you played 9? I've played a little bit of 9. Um, this was, unfortunately, my transition from high school to college. Uh-huh. And I had a lot going on at the time. So I remember starting the game. I liked the characters. I loved the return to the more small-scale aesthetics. It was very pretty. Yeah. I just never got to finish it. Like, I got to some pretty epic moments in it. And a lot of my friends list this as one of their favorite Final Fantasies as well. I just, unfortunately, didn't have the time to finish it. I liked the battle system and the way, like, armor and weapons helped you learn abilities. Because uh, that was that was this game's mechanic, was uh, the weapons and armor would help you earn abilities that would stay permanent. So if you equipped it, you had access to that ability. Yeah. But... If you unequipped it before you learned it permanently, then it was gone. But it's it, you got a really fun main character in Zidane. He's kind of like this thiefy type character. I actually feel like most of the series thiefy characters are written really well and uh, are very popular. You know, back in six, uh, my favorite character was Locke, who again was he was a treasure hunter in quotation marks, which most people just called him out on as being a thief. But Zidane is the same kind of style. As a matter of fact, he wears a pretty similar outfit to Locke from Final Fantasy VI, just minus the bandana. And uh, you get, you know, your warrior character Steiner, who's kind of this kind of bumbling oaf, but he's, you know, actually pretty strong and has a good heart. You get like a Dragoon type character later on and Princess Garnett is like this really, you know, fiery, independent style character. And I, I like that. You know, she's not just the, you know, demure princess that's like, oh, Cecil or oh, this person. It's just like, I, I thought Rosa was a cool character, but she kind of was a little bit 
standard princess, whereas uh, uh, Garnett is a lot more independent and interesting. I've heard a lot of good about nine. Um, and as for like a 3D one compared to seven, nine looks a whole lot better. And yeah. Friend of the show Shane talks about it a lot, and he's he went through it recently and has told me a lot of good things. So maybe that's one I can go through and enjoy until seven's out in its entirety. But yeah. So you got plenty of time. I think it's not going to be done until like 2028 or something like that. Uh, final. Uh, that's ten. not, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not concrete. I'm just guessing. God. <laughs> so long. Uh, final fantasy 10 was actually my very first final fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. I pl- we rented this, from some, I don't think it was a blockbuster. We had something else near us. But when we first got our PlayStation 2, we rented this. And I played it as a kid. And I couldn't get past where you first meet Waka. And it was uh, it was rough. I just wasn't ready for a JRPG. But uh, have you have you played this one? Or beat this? Yeah, I've, I've played some of it. I haven't beat it. Uh, again, this is another game where I just didn't like the character. Same. Uh, I've, tried, I've tried to play it again. And I couldn't get behind the crew i i just didn't like everyone in their designs and it it felt weird to look at like it i didn't enjoy it see the thing is is i actually liked half of the characters and then the other half i didn't um the battle system is pretty traditional final fantasy mm-hmm. uh i i like all the the sphere grids i mean it's a good game it's a very good game with good gameplay it does have some things that just really turned me off. I found Titus annoying, and Waka equally is annoying, but I liked Lulu, and I liked uh, Kimari, and I liked Auron, and, you know, there was a lot of fun things to do in the game. There was all kinds of little different set pieces that were really unique, and I liked uh, Yuna and her outfit and her abilities, and I thought the storyline involving her was really cool. It was just really hard to ignore the glaring issues I had with Titus as a main character. But it it also had another thing in it that really turned me off, and that was the uh, Blitzball portions. Like, I had no idea what was going on, yeah. and it really just frustrated the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. Why do I have to do this? Yeah, I, I couldn't get behind it either, because I've tried to go back on when I had my Xbox, and I just... Nah, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. But I didn't realize how much Final Fantasy X is in the Kingdom Hearts series either, because you get oh, to yeah. meet kid versions of. I think it's pronounced Titus. I think it's Titus, Waka, and Yuna. I mean, why not just pronounce it Titus? T- I- <clears throat> so Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> is- <laughs> but yeah, I. I don't know. I couldn't really get behind Ten again. Uh, and Ten Two was a weird spinoff. I liked Ten Two. Yeah, the whole idol thing. Yeah, Ten Two was such a fever dream where it's like they said, "What do you guys want to do with this? Like, go wild." Yeah. So you basically have Charlie's Angels going on with Yuna. What's her name? Riku. Yeah, I think no. Riku, Riku, Ricky, something uh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and then this other new character named Payne, and it's like you basically have Charlie's Angels and these really bumbling villains, and you know, she's trying to find Titus, Titus, uh, Titus, whatever his name <laughs> is, and uh, it just they're, they're idols and one like it's got the job system in it. They're idols for one of their jobs, and it's a beautiful game, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of just really cool mechanics, and uh, it's just goofy, and it it feels like it doesn't take itself too seriously the entire time. So I loved every moment of it. I think there's a scene in there where you have to massage someone too. Oh, if I recall, geez. it's like a little mini game where you had to like select the right square or something like that. But it is just the absolute weirdest entry 
out of like it, it was the first game they did a sequel to. They were like, we're gonna have a sequel to Final Fantasy X. People are like, they don't do sequels for Final Fantasy. What's gonna happen? And the best thing happened. It pretty much is like somebody took a whole lot of cocaine and said, "What if we do this?" <laughs> like they're just t- just ripping lines and coming, like throwing it I'm at the board. Rail this table, we're gonna rail this game. <laughs> Let's do it. It's and I love it. I love it. Hey, it was it was put together on a remake package, and I really want to go back and play it. Like I'll play through ten completely to see if my opinions have it have changed on it, mm-hmm. and then I'll replay ten too, which I bought. I bought ten two before I bought you know like really like owned ten. I borrowed ten from somebody and was like meh, and then I didn't think about it for a while. And then the sequel came out and I bought it. I I just liked the designs of the characters and I was like let's see what happens. Which it was of course I was you know early twenties so this is you know poor purchasing power really. But I loved it. I love it and I I still do. And I think you should play at least that one. That one's just a blast. Hmm. We'll see where it goes. I. My my Final Fantasy I want to get to is the one we're coming up next, and that's Final Fantasy XII. Uh, you missed eleven. I, I was going to skip eleven. It's just an online MMO. I, I don't really have anything to add to it, and I, it's Look, actually still going on. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to add. It's, uh, it's this MMO. this was Final Fantasy eleven was my life when I was in the uh, when I was uh, you know on my own in my twenties, and uh, I played it on the PlayStation two. You had to buy a hard drive that attached to the PS two. So you could, and it also had a network plug in it, so you could attach it to the internet yeah. and play it online. And it was just my one of my first, one of my second experiences with an MMO, and it was my first three D one. But this is before World of Warcraft, and uh, it was such a wild thing. You get to explore the world of Final Fantasy. You choose a job, and you go out and you fight. But you had to do weird things like inspect your monster so you could be out there fighting rabbits like just basic rabbit creatures and if you didn't inspect one and it was notorious it would kill you a rabbit would murderize you despite the fact that you had armor and stuff like that and so and the thing was is you earned experience to the game and you leveled up and and that kind of thing but then if you died too many times you leveled down oh a punishment yeah, so it was a very unique experience, and like you had to play with other people. You you had to play with other people, and whenever you went to different cities, there was no warping or anything. You ran, and if and they were it was through dangerous areas, so you had to play with other people so you could survive the trip. It was just it was like when people talk about MMOs, there's a lot of stuff that's been built in for single player experiences, which is great. It's definitely going to make your player pool. Uh, much larger and give people a reason to play your game but that was back in the era of mmos where you had to play with other people you had to socialize to actually get anywhere and so it was very unique it was very time consuming too i played it with a group of people and i feel like i barely scratched the surface i mean i didn't even play any of the expansions i think they got like five or six now i don't know i, I always see that they're hey, we have a new patch out or a new something out. And it, it always blows my mind. It's like, damn, you guys are still going strong. Like, this is incredible. I, I'm proud of you. You know, whatever the hell you're doing. But, you know, just just keep doing it because someone's supporting you. There's still plenty of players for that game. And they've definitely made some changes to it compared to the original, like, hard as nails kind of version. I don't think you can level down anymore or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was its own world and it's uh, it had its own races. I still name characters uh after some of the stuff in that from that game yeah uh my character on on final fantasy 14 is from final fantasy 11 i wonder how much of the population came over from 11 like if they quite a bit yeah just uh you know hey i want to stay in this this final fantasy world or the worlds and just uh just to see it continue and grow that's nice so final fantasy 12 this is the one i want to do because i played the oh, spin-off boy. game 
and I was so invested in the world, I want to get to know the original. And I didn't even know it was a spinoff. But did you play this one? Oh, yeah. So you just played yeah. all of them. I don't even know why I keep asking. No, just, no, there's some I haven't yeah, played. Like you've, you've, you've played all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I want to get to know Van, Ash, and Fran, and all them, because I, I had such a good time with Revenant Wings. But, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go on. Or do you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Okay. So Final Fantasy Twelve was really a pretty stellar game. It was it was set in this area called Ivalis, and... What it did was it really took a lot of, like, MMO RPG kind of aspects and turned it into a single-player game. Like, you roamed around in open areas and, and fought free-roaming monsters, and you had AI-controlled characters that would do things with you. And it had a lot of different things like hunts, for instance. This is one of the first introductions of hunts in a Final Fantasy series. So you could go into town and go to this board and take on bounties for challenging monsters and go out into this open world and have to find them. Well, you had to find the person who issued the hunt, talk to them about it, they give you some clues, and you have to go find this monster. And it may only appear when it rains, or it may only appear, you know, in the morning or something like that. And you got to go find it and and fight it with your, your compatriots. And there's all kinds of different things to, you know, unlock in this game and explore. There's lots of little secrets. But my favorite thing is this, the storyline is basically about this, like, street urchin kid you know trying to basically better his situation against you know this big evil empire um and he's got his friend Pinello with him and they want to be sky pirates and then they actually encounter real sky pirates from uh, in the form of baltier and fran and you know get embroiled in their activities they meet a you know a princess and and basically try to stage a coup against the empire and you end up fighting these uh these judges uh, if i recall that's what they call them they're all these armored guys that you know help lead the you know the empire and controlling the area they're in um but it, it plays really well and you can actually set up uh basically like macros in the game it's called the gambit system uh-huh. so if you want your ai people to heal you after you drop to a certain level of health you can do that. You can set it up like that. And it may, a lot of people said it automates the game. And I'm like, yeah, if you want to break the system and, aut- and like use gambits in a way where you can basically just make the game play itself while you move around and it just does actions, sure, you can. But that's no fun. Don't do that to yourself. I get, I get the, uh, the little healing things and maybe a, a bonus on a couple stuff to kind of help streamline because you only have control over one character at a given time. But the AI is pretty smart and... It's just a solid game. There's some stealthy type sections. There's all kinds of strong weapons unlocked. That that sort of stuff. I loved the characters. I loved the the environments. And I really don't want to get too far into the story to because I don't want to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. But if you can, I'd say play the Zodiac Zodiac Age version because it is a really good remaster and it's uh, it plays smoothly. Um, the original PS2 one was a little hazy and and but it was still tons of fun. The characters are just charming. And if you played Revenant Wings and you want to go back to 12 then you're going to be in for a fun time. That's of all the Final Fantasy, this is this is my next up one. Like this is it. Whenever whenever I do have a Final Fantasy next up on my list, it is going to be Final Fantasy 12 until I get to those Super Nintendo games and then it'll be 6, I promise. I promise yeah, you. It I better be. It. Dang it. But I will tell you this. I like Final Fantasy twelve so much, I own it both on Switch and PS4 for the Zodiac Age versions. Damn. One so I can take one with me, and one so I can play it at home and earn trophies. And uh, the Trophies are good. I like trophies. Yes. And so this game is, is worth your time. And there's plenty of people that are not fans of it, but I, I am a fan. And uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Well, hopefully I can get to that point where I don't say any good things. It's just I, I act good things about it. And then I'll become Van, 
and then I'll start robbing people until my st- anyway. Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> this was my next game after Final Fantasy Ten. I don't think I played it. No, that's not true. I think Revenant Wings was in between that. But my next console game was Thirteen, and I have started this game so many times, and I get stuck at the same point. I keep trying to give it a chance because I think it's so interesting. Like. I really like the whole. I was gonna say plus C, but I think that's different. Let's let's see, let's see. Yes, let's see. Okay, the let's see storyline and the fate and the destiny. I, I like that kind of shit, and I think the some of the characters are kind of cool. Like it's like a half half. Like some of them are potentially interesting, and the other two are potentially shit. But I like the paradigm shift thing they have where it's like once they get different, I don't know if jobs is the right word, but once they take on a certain role in the fight system, it's really cool. But they, I don't know, I think it was really interesting, but it, it kind of fell on its face for me. I, I couldn't master it well. Yeah, I I don't really know how I feel about this game, and I feel like I need to replay it to really establish my feelings on it. I remember my initial reaction to the game, and that was the fact that the gameplay alone was strong enough for me to keep going. Uh, I liked some of the characters, some of them I found annoying. Uh, the actual world building was really obtuse to me, so they talk about things that you had to read in the menu about. And I mm-hmm. thought that was weird. So it was really hard to follow at different times. And um, like, I liked Saz and I liked Lightning. Hope was a thing. Uh, Snow, yeah. Snow was just annoying to me. Uh, Vanille was fun. I liked her her optimistic side, but that's just because that's the kind of person I am too. People are like, everything is horrible, and here's why. I have perfect evidence for it. And I'm like, everything's gonna be okay. And they're like. Why are you so optimistic? Like, I'm mistrusted because I'm optimistic. Which is understandable because a lot of people hated this character because she was all Miss Cheery-go-lucky. But mm-hmm. I also need to re-examine this series. I really, really do. I And I have a copy of it. I have no reason not to, so... I've heard different things about the sequels. And I, I don't think they follow quite the same thing the original, or I mean 13, put in place. Mm-hmm. Which kind of has me interested to follow it because they made such a big deal about the third one coming out lightning returns and i want to know how it ends i may just look up some kind of something on it because i don't think i'm gonna i I can't beat 13 i'm just mentally incapable there there are these two (laughs) turtles and they're in the woods and they're like a boss fight you have to beat with saz and vanille and i can't do it i i don't know what what paradigm shifts you have to do i don't know what combos you have to do because it's all based off your what is it i think you have to do combos and the more combos you do in your in whatever the more damage you get to do but i can't i can't do it i don't know what it is i can't fathom it so i'm actually gonna say we're gonna take a take a moment to say there's a lot more than we expected here and we're gonna have to do the rest of this in another episode that's how much we have to cover a part two episode yes we are at our first part two episode because i still have another page of final fantasy games to talk about including some offshoots and things like that and one of them being my favorites final fantasy explorers which but we we are definitely hitting our stride here yeah this is the longest episode we've recorded yeah yeah so i think we're gonna have to acknowledge that we're gonna hit part two on final fantasy which is no surprise because it's a storied series um but i've had a lot of fun talking about the initial entries and i definitely uh feel all of a sudden like i need to go back through and play every final fantasy game so i can talk about it a little clearer yeah <laughs> like big do, do a big retrospective I, I feel like there's some i need to catch up on yeah at some point i i need to get through some more because i I've, I've only gotten through maybe a quarter of the main games but 
man. But I think that's where we're going to call it a day. And, of course, guys, thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Country Fried Otaku. We had a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to the next one. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. And if you like what you heard today, please make sure to leave us a, a comment or any sort of feedback on the source you're listening to, whether it be Spotify or iTunes. Uh, we like to go back and read and see how we can improve. And please be sure to check us out next time. We upload on the weekends, and we'll see you next weekend. Bye. <laughs>